Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse and the National Women's Soccer League both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Feeling like you need a punch of energy? Enter Wonderful Pistachios. I love them. The snack that packs a protein punch. And the best part, they come in so many flavors and so many sizes. Whether you're on the go or chilling at home, Wonderful Pistachios, they're the go-to snack for me. Here's the real kicker, the protein. These little wonders are one of the highest protein nuts out there. Just one ounce serves up a whopping six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. So visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. I love them. Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Herd podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. This is the Best of the Herd with Colin Cowherd on Fox Sports Radio. All right, here we go. It is a Friday before the Super Bowl, and we are loaded live in Los Angeles. It's the Herd. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening, thanks for making us part of your day. One hour from now, my Super Bowl pick and why Greg Olson will stop by one hour from now. J-Mac, a lot of talk. Game manager is the term being floated around by everybody this week. Your guy, Purdy. My guy, Mahomes. Actually, my guy, Lamar Jackson, is not in the playoffs. We'll get to that in a second. So, um... Feeling better and better about the Niners pick, Coward. You I'm see something like 75 analysts have picked a game, and it's like 75% of them are on the Chiefs? I'd love to be Doesn't there, mean baby. they're wrong. All right, we start with this. I saw, I saw this this morning. This has kind of made me laugh. <laughs> Headline, why Patrick Mahomes is more of a game manager than Brock Purdy. Oh, boy. Um, okay, let's just pretend Patrick Mahomes and Purdy are both game managers. Even if it's true, Mahomes is a different type of game manager. And I'll give you an example. Mahomes, he's doing what he can as a game manager to put his young offense in the best position to win, and they still led the NFL in drops. But he's putting his team in the best position he can to do the most they possibly can despite their shortcomings. It's the opposite. In San Francisco, Kyle Shanahan and that offensive roster is doing all they can to elevate Brock Purdy. So even if they're both using the same term, game manager, there's a very different implementation with this. Mahomes is guiding 
and babysitting a team that entered the season without a number one receiver and arguably no number two. I mean, look at Mahomes' numbers down the field this year. His deep throw numbers have plummeted. Did he forget how to throw a deep ball? Does he no longer want to throw a deep ball? No, there's nobody to throw it to. His deep ball numbers have disappeared. Drops have exploded. You see a thread here? It's the wide receiver group. And he's doing all he can as a game manager to just sort of babysit and guide their way. We always said with our babysitter, don't call us unless the house is on fire. He's just trying to make sure the house isn't on fire in that offense. They're struggling to score. It's not the same with Purdy. They're the only team in the NFL San Francisco with a pro bowler at running back, wide receiver, tight end, and left tackle. They're the only one. I think there's an argument this is the greatest group of offensive talent at key positions ever. Trent Williams, left tackle, first ballot Hall of Fame. Running back McCaffrey, best in a generation. George Kittle, Hall of Famer, first ballot. Debo Samuel, without question, the hardest, most unique wide receiver talent, the best chess piece in the league. And oh, by the way, Brandon Ayuk, way to go John Lynch, GM. PFF had him as the number two receiver this year. All bonded by Kyle Shanahan, considered, along with Andy Reid, the best play designer and caller in the NFL. Yes, okay, oh, I give, you're right. They're both game managers. But it's a completely different assignment. Mahomes is doing everything he can to take this meager unit where Rasheed Rice now has sort of become a one, kind of. We're disappointed in Watson. We're disappointed in Sky Moore. Tony, he doesn't even get a play. They brought him over. That won't end. He'll be gone after the season. So if you gave Mahomes the San Francisco offensive people, this is a 15-point spread. You give them to Purdy with Mahomes' lack of valuable, dependable weekly assets, two-point spread. And also this year, Kansas City is so limited that Mahomes has to be their number two rusher. We never thought of him that way. I mean, Lamar, Josh Allen, those guys rush for a lot of yards. Cam Newton in his prime. We don't look at Mahomes as that guy. Jalen Hurts, maybe. He's been forced to be the number two rusher. And he also, because they can't win shootouts anymore in Kansas City, because they just don't have the firepower, he's had to limit his mistakes, especially in the playoff games, where he set an NFL record for not making any. I think this year has been one of the greats for Mahomes. He's graduated to a different class, limiting the mistakes on a completely limited, not roster, roster's excellent, wide receiver group. Steve Young, Hall of Famer, talked about it on this show earlier this week. I think that Patrick Mahomes has absolutely graduated this year. You can see the maturity in that. You know what? I don't actually even have to put the quarterback role on. I can just hand it off. I can just drop it off. I always said... It's the challenge of running a jackhammer one play when you run around and stiff arm a defensive lineman, make a big pass or sideline or run downfield, and then the next play you got to play the violin. I have watched Patrick Mahomes go from, I just want to put a Superman cape on, that's all I want to do, I'm awesome at it, and now realizing, oh my gosh, that's not enough Superman plays to go win championships. I want to talk now about Lamar Jackson. He won his second MVP. He's 27 years old. 
doesn't it feel like after losing to Kansas City, there's there's a real narrative now that he's become a can't-win-the-Super-Bowl guy. Has anybody considered that it's maybe more about Kansas City's defense, which made Mike McDaniel, Tyreek Hill, and Tua completely inept a month ago and held Josh Allen to a 77 passer rating? The Kansas City defense faced nine elite quarterbacks this year, and not once did they allow a three to be the first number on what they scored. No team scored over 30. In Baltimore, between that bizarre game plan where they refused to run it and Kansas City's defense, Lamar didn't move the chains much. But this Lamar Jackson can't win the Super Bowl thing is kind of interesting to me. In the last nine Super Bowls, six have been won by Mahomes and Brady. (laughs) It doesn't appear many people can win the Super Bowl. The other and old Peyton Manning and Matt Stafford, uh, I'll throw you the Nick Foles weird year, but it doesn't appear many people can win the Super Bowl. And I would just caution this. A lot of times when I hear the can't-do-things label, it's because there's an all-time roadblock. Take the PGA golfers during that 12-year Tiger Woods run. The great golfers, were they incapable of winning majors? Or was it a Tiger Woods thing where he was hitting consistently 32-foot putts, hitting six irons, 280 yards out of the rough, were the golfers incapable of winning. Uh, By the way, Carl Malone, John Stockton, incapable of a title? Or was it a Michael Jordan thing? Were all those teams in the East incapable of getting to the Eastern Conference Finals for a decade? Or was it a LeBron thing? Call me crazy, but I'm... I'm not going to bail on the most athletic quarterback in the NFL at 27 years old. Was Leonardo DiCaprio not a great actor? You know, he was nominated for the first time in 93. He didn't win for 22 years. Was it a Leonardo DiCaprio can't act thing or a Jeremy Irons, Denzel, Tom Hank, Philip Seymour Hoffman thing? Whenever I hear about guy can't win, she can't, well, what's the, what's the obstacle? Martin Scorsese, arguably the greatest director of all time, didn't win his first until he was 64. Could he not direct? Or were there other directors out there globally? Europe has them too that were putting out great stuff. So I don't necessarily buy that. Michael Jordan, yes. One of the advantages to my gray hair is I watched Jordan unable, forget winning championships, he couldn't get to the finals because he couldn't beat Boston, Bird, and McHale and the bad boy Pistons for six years. And when he finally broke through, he was 28. Lamar will turn that next year. Here was Lamar last night winning it at NFL Honors. I want to thank my organization, you know, Baltimore Ravens, for, you know, finally getting this deal done. Um, <laughs> um, shout out to Eric, you know, shout out to Steve, Coach Harbaugh, you know, the whole, the whole unit. My offense, man, my offensive line, man, I can't thank them enough for what they've done. Um, I'm not out there blocking, you know, catching the ball, you know, uh, doing everything, you know, as my team. It's a team thing, you know, for these awards. And, you know, I want to thank my fellow man at home. For the record, Josh Allen just this year, 
finally got a star running back. Justin Herbert, it appears, finally got a legitimate coach. Lamar Jackson, for the first time in six years, finally got an elite wide receiver. I love Mahomes, but he landed in the NFL with a Pro Bowl left tackle, Mitchell Schwartz, the fastest player on the planet, Tyreek Hill at wide receiver, Travis Kelsey, a general manager capable of rebuilding O-lines, defenses, and receiving cores in a year. I've seen him do it three times. And Andy Reid. Where you land matters. Sometimes it takes a while for Jordan to get a Pippen, for Tiger to get the right caddy, for people to get the right coach. I'm not bailing on Lamar. He's 27, and I've seen it too many times. The knock on Peyton Manning, if you remember early, he couldn't beat Brady. In the end, he started winning some of those matchups in the AFC. All right, J-Mac, very excited. 45 minutes from now, my pick and Greg Olson. Uh, you have your pick. We also have a Brock Pretty Blind resume game. Yeah. I, I had I I don't get to see it. I don't have any idea. I'm very excited. The staff does not usually. I have a sense of what will be on the screen. Occasionally, once a month, we play a game. I have no idea what it's going to look it's gonna like. Going to be fun. So I'm either the you know that probably means they're trying to embarrass me. <laughs> Quite a staff support staff I have here. Hey, uh, by the way, uh, our guest today, Baldinger, yeah. has an incredible breakdown online of Lamar Jackson struggling versus Spagnolo. Basically, he did a cover zero blitz, but then the guys didn't blitz, and they two guys spied Lamar Jackson. Yeah. And Lamar, his breakdown shows Lamar looked totally befuddled yeah. by the defense and, like, didn't want to make the throws. Yeah. I have a great parlay for you this weekend, thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook. New users use the code HERD, H-E-R-D, when you download the app. It's quick and easy. Now for my parlay pick. Via the DraftKings Sportsbook, I'll take the Chiefs, plus two in the Super Bowl against the Niners and under 47 and a half points. And Brock Purdy under one and a half touchdown passes. He'll have one, but it's a low scoring game. I think they'll lean on Christian McCaffrey. You want to take the herd parlay, check out DraftKings Sportsbook. New users, code is herd, H-E-R-D, when you download the app. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. See show notes for full details. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. So I don't have the same conviction I had for the Cowboys over Miami or Baltimore over Kansas City. For the record, I went 0-2 with those picks, but we did have a very good year. My best year, arguably, ever picking football games. I don't think we didn't have a losing week post-Thanksgiving. And uh, after, by week three on, I think we were 63%. So we've had a good week. And uh, Kansas City is plus two and a half, and here is my Super Bowl pick. I think Kansas City in the under is the side. Here's why. Third straight playoff game is an underdog. Kansas City often plays their very best as an underdog. They've held every team this year under 28 points, including the playoffs, and they're 11-0 when holding opponents under 20, although I don't know if they'll do it here. Mahomes is not only 13-1 indoors in his career, where he's been unbelievably meticulous, 33 touchdowns and three interceptions. He's never lost in Allegiant Stadium in Vegas, and he is 4-0 in the playoffs against quarterbacks under 25. He feasts in these moments. But the story of Kansas City is defense. Fewest points per game allowed during a three-game postseason run in the last decade. You don't know the names outside of Chris Jones. I think this is the most talented young defense in the league. I'm not sure who's second. Also in the playoffs, four takeaways. I suspect Brock Purdy will cough one up. And they've only allowed four points per game in the second half since week 14. They've held opponents in the second half to seven or fewer in eight straight games. So they're fast. They have a better pass rush than San Francisco. More sacks and more hurries. They're taking the ball away. And they appear to be at half the best second-half defense by a long shot after the break. San Francisco concerns me. They trailed 24-7 entering the second half at home against the Lions. They've been outscored in the postseason 17-0 in the first quarter. They're not fast starting. Don't love that for a young quarterback. They've been held under 28 points despite all these legendary weapons and the coach in four of their last five games. How is it possible with six Hall of Famers? Brock Purdy's the third youngest quarterback to ever start a Super Bowl and the lowest drafted one, obviously, to make a Super Bowl start. 
The defense is allowing 160 yards rushing this postseason. That was the second worst rush defense by any of the 14 playoff teams. I think there will be explosion plays. There's great offensive coaching and ingenuity. But I'm going to take the points. I like Kansas City in a low-scoring game, 24-21, to 21, and that's how I see it. I do think high-end stars, San Francisco has more, but I do wonder about the pressure with Kyle Shanahan, the play calling. You deal with Purdy's inexperience. You're going up against a master in Mahomes who can score late. What does that do to the psyche and the play calling if it's a close game late? With that, we bring in Greg Olson, just terrific Fox Sports NFL analyst, Pro Bowler, 14 years. You know, this is something I talked about earlier, that um, it's a lot of psychology, but, you know, Andy Reid, uh, he's got the bag, he's got the legacy, he's got the, he's got the quarterback, and we're getting to a point, I hear it with Lamar Jackson, though I don't buy the narrative. Lamar's never going to win the Super Bowl. I'm like, settle down. Kyle and Lamar are both going to end up doing very well in their careers. But it is interesting. When you go into a game, Greg, and you're going up against Mahomes, I've watched coaches go for it on fourth downs they shouldn't, make decisions they shouldn't do. I, I feel like there's a Mahomes effect in these big games. Now, it may not exist this year, but what do you make of that going into a game with Brock, facing the greatest quarterback? Can that get into your head, do you think? Yeah, I think you're spot on. I, I think the reality is I think that's the case for a lot of teams, right? I think you go back to the NFC Championship game that we called. The reason Dan Campbell made those decisions to go on fourth down is because he's chasing 30-plus points, right? He, knew, he knows this San Francisco offense is better than his Detroit defense, and he knows if they end with a field goal or a punt, they're not going to get to 30, right? So they got 31 and they lost. So the same thing with Mahomes, but that was true in years past. I think now, though, and I just listened to your prediction, and I think you're spot on about Kansas City. This is a defensive story for Kansas City. I mean, they they won, they scored 17 points in the AFC Championship and moved on to the Super Bowl. <laughs> Three, four years ago, if Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid scored 17 points, their season would have been over, right? So Steve Spagnuolo, this young defense, they're aggressive. You mentioned Chris Jones, but they got some dudes on the back end that they invested in last year that were rookies on that Super Bowl run. So this is a unique animal, so I don't think you have to be careful. I don't think you can play this like it's the Kansas City offense of years ago where you're chasing 30 points. That's not who they've been this year. I think you're, you know, your low 20 score is, I think that's right. So I don't think Kyle has to go crazy. I don't think Purdy needs to throw the ball 50 times, run the ball at him, be physical, That play under center, play action pass, get back to just, that's the fundamental philosophy of this Shanahan offense and what's made it so good. And I think this style of game with Kansas City's offense not being the highly prolific, high scoring that they've been in years past doesn't make you play out of character. You know, every offensive coach, I think, has a bit of an advantage off a of buy or extra time. But Andy's record off a of buy is, like, historically insane. And I think some of it, in my opinion, comes because Shanahan's offense, there's a lot of repetition. It's the same play in 12 sets, but it's about a half dozen plays that keep going and going. So my argument would be, well, is time as big an advantage? With Andy, he'll bring in trick plays. He'll design new stuff. I mean, he's really an artist at this stuff. I mean, he, he literally will bring things into this game, and you're like, I mean, last year he's got Sky Moore wide open for touchdowns. I do think Andy does feel different off a of bye. That's my take, is that he's not just another offensive coach. 
I, I think he's the best coach with extra time I've ever seen in my life. What is your observation of Andy? Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, I think, you know, listen, the, to whether what Kansas City has been able to do over the last couple of years is they recognized, okay, we, we need to look at how we're going to build this team, and we need to get some young assets. We're paying our quarterback a bazillion dollars, and he's going to have to do with less, right? That's just the nature of today's NFL. If you're paying your 50-plus million dollar quarterback, you can build on this young defense, and you can weather those young teams. And when you look at last year, if you don't have Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes or the equivalent of – you're not winning the Super Bowl, let you're not getting to the Super Bowl, let alone winning it with a million young rookies and young defensive backs where you're starting three, you know, first and second year guys in the back end, and all of a sudden you find yourself in the Super Bowl and what was supposed to be a rebuild year, you're Super Bowl champions. You're only doing that if you are elite at the two spots that matter the most in pro football, head coach and quarterback. And you can make the argument, I mean, since Brady and Belichick, this this is the best combination that we've seen. I mean, ever is a strong word, but in recent memory at least. And, you know, I, I think you're right. I think certain coaches, the bye week, I think there is an advantage, which both of these guys have, is they know what the Super Bowl prep looks like. They know how much work should be done at home before they fly out to the Super Bowl site and get into the rig and roll. So I think from an advantage standpoint, I think Andy obviously has been there a bunch. So has Kyle. So I think the prep going into a Super Bowl is unlike anything else the rest of the season. The bye week point, though, you're right. Can't, Andy's bye week record, I don't know it off the top of my head, but it's something ridiculous, and um, that's not by accident. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Hey, gang, this is Jay Glazer, host of Unbreakable, a mental wealth podcast, and every week we will have on leaders from sports entertainment like Sean McVay, Lindsey Vaughn, Michael Phelps, David Spade, Guy Fieri, and also those who can help us in between the ears. Anyone from a therapist to someone like Ed Milet or John Gordon. We've all been through some sort of adversity. To get to the top, we've all used different tools. Listen to Unbreakable with Jay Glazer and Mental Wealth Podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get podcasts. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of that, like that, see that, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. 
They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. Okay, uh, as a great tight end, we have two Hall of Fame-level tight ends. Um, Some similarities, both willing to block. Um, Kittle is kind of a junkyard dog to me. He's just banging around and loves contact. Kelsey's a little bit more clever at times, but again, a willing blocker. Given when you look at them, if I'd never seen them play, let's start with Travis Kelsey. And I'd say, hey, Greg, give me a rundown. I'm a defensive coordinator. What am I going to see with Travis Kelsey? Well, you're going to see a guy that regardless of what routes you had the scout team run all week and regardless of which guy wore the 87 jersey and you know you pointed him out in every formation and you knew on every third down where the ball was going to go, he's that route he's going to run on Sunday is not going to look like it looked in the week of practice. And right. I think that's the beauty and the magic is his feel, his creativity, his ability to just play free and understand, okay, I know where the rest of my teammates are going to be. I know the general area of where Pat wants me to be. But for the quarterback and the receiver to not have to do it, you know, we always say we don't run routes like it's on a piece of paper, right? You don't just run 12 yards and break out and I hope I'm open. No, you get yourself open in the NFL. You're not reliant on always the play call. It's not always the perfect route against the perfect coverage. That sums up Travis Kelsey maybe better than any tight end in history in the NFL. I mean, his ability to be creative and find space and man and zone, create separation in man, and then a quarterback that trusts him, a play caller in Andy Reid that trusts him to have that flexibility, you got to earn that over a long time of being productive. And, you know, I, I never thought anyone would catch Tony. If Travis plays long enough, he could catch Gonzalez, which years ago seemed unheard of. So it's, uh, it's pretty remarkable. Edelman's coming in to say what's up, and uh, you know, so it, it's it's pretty remark it's pretty remarkable what he's been able to do, and I think he's the perfect player in the perfect system, and that's where the magic happens. So Kittle's different. Um, I, my first, I mean, he was a mid round guy. Ke- you know, Kelsey wasn't a first round guy either, but I think Kittle kind of surprised people. Um, his physicality, uh, there's a little gronk to him. I think. What do you see? Yeah, I, I think what's cool about Kittle is, you know, he he bu- he bust onto the scene a few years back, and I think when him and I think him and Kelsey were going back and forth, maybe, for, and the one of them was beating the other for like the most yards and ever. I want to say Kittle finished like twelve, thirteen hundred yards, and then these last couple years, he wasn't getting necessarily the big production, wasn't a thousand yard receiver. But man, when you watch the tape, you talk about a perfect fit and a perfect offense. If you want to play tight end in Shanahan's offense. You're not just coming on the field to catch third down passes, come in the red zone, run fun. 
You're cut blocking defensive ends on the backside of zone. You're pass protecting on the deep shots to Debo and Ayuk. You're doing all the dirty work, and then you're also going to be counted on to go for 80, 90 a game and end the season over 1,000. I think that's what's cool about Kittle is just like you say, Kelsey's the perfect fit for Mahomes and Andy Reid and the style of play. Kittle is the exact same fit. But just a different philosophy, right? It's an under-center run game. It's a play-action pass. It's it's just a very different style of offense. But when you have two guys whose skill sets, whose demeanor, whose football intelligence directly aligns with the play caller and the system that they're asked to play in, to your point, they're two Hall of Fame level guys. They've been doing it. They're the they've been the premier two tight ends, for, you know, for the last five to ten years. And uh, for them to go up against each other, I just wish I was calling the game, man. These are my two guys. We do TEU <laughs> together. Uh, these are my these are my good buddies. So I'm a little jealous that uh, we're not calling the game, but I'm I'm gonna enjoy watching these two guys and and cheer from both. On behalf of Fireball Cinnamon Whiskey and Fireball the Call, you've seen the funny TV commercial. I think that's the hat you're wearing, buddy. It's great to see you, and I appreciate yeah. your work. Thank you. you. Like that? I'll send you one. There you go. That's nice. A gift. I like those all times of the year. Appreciate good, it. Good seeing you, buddy. You too, man. All right. Greg Olson just does a great job for us. Most receptions and receiving yards by a tight end in Carolina Panthers history, among his other plaudits. So, um, you know, it's funny. San Francisco, I haven't really talked about it because I don't think it matters, but San Francisco has been complaining all week about their practice field. And uh, it, it, I lived in Vegas for years, and I'm trying to think it's UNLV's practice field. Do you, do you make anything of that? They, it's a little softer than they like. What do you make of that? I, I, I don't buy much into it. Maybe 49ers trying to pull a Michael Jordan and mentally motivate ourselves. They're screwing us with the practice field. Let's get them. You know? But I want to go back to something you said during your pick, Colin. So you said that the 49ers have struggled in the first quarter, first half of yeah. the postseason. Yeah. And that's accurate. However, in the regular season, they were fourth and first quarter scoring, yes. fourth and first half scoring. They were dominant on the script. I, I, we don't know the answer, but I'm going to ask you, what are your theories as to why they've struggled in the postseason? And I'll start with this. Could it be that bye week hurt them? We've seen that with the very good teams get the bye week, struggle. The Ravens came off the bye, did like nothing in the first half. Well, but then they struggled the next week. And my takeaway is um, they faced a really good offensive coach, Matt LaFleur who also is a good first-quarter coach. So they faced, really, one of the best first-quarter teams in Green Bay. There's no dishonor being outscored by Green Bay in the first quarter. They outscored only everybody. And they just couldn't get the ball against Detroit. They, their defense couldn't get off the field. So in, in that, I'll defend San Francisco, is that I, I think Green Bay, I think when you face offensive coaches or brilliant offensive coordinators, Detroit scores on their first drive a lot. And San, I mean, you remember that against San Francisco. It was like five plays. This march down the field. San Francisco gives it up. They just took the ball. So some of it is Detroit's O-line is better than the San Francisco 49ers D-line. And you saw it. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is, we, we've got to be honest about this. Green Bay became a very interesting team at the end of the year. So it's not an indictment. But I do think playing from behind at home against inferior defenses is much different than playing from behind at the Super Bowl okay. against, I think, the most talented defense in the league. That leads me to the next question. Let's say whoever gets the ball and goes up 7 nothing. who do you think's in more trouble if they're trailing early? 49ers down 7 nothing to the Chiefs, or Chiefs, who I don't even know if they've trailed in the first half in the postseason, maybe to Buffalo. If the Chiefs go down 7 nothing, Well, Mahomes has about? played brilliantly from behind, especially in big games like this his entire career. I think it's easier for him. 
But if you go look at the Niners against both Green Bay and this year, against everybody not named Baltimore and against uh, Detroit, they have such good players. Eventually, they find a rhythm and it works. They, you're not, sh- you're not going to shut the as good as Kansas City's defense is. You're not shutting San Francisco down. When you have Hall of Famers at the six key positions offensively, um, and what happens with San Francisco, they have struggled to get their footing early going up against very competent offenses. Certainly an argument. To me, Detroit's got more overall talent on offense than Kansas City, and Green Bay has more young offensive talent, especially a wide receiver and tight end than Kansas City. So this Kansas City offense is not is not mm-hmm. that explosive. Yeah. But the defense is significantly underrated. I, I think it's one of the better defenses in the last couple of years. They are fast. They got 26 more hurries on the quarterback. They and let's remember, not- Ravens had two end zone turnovers in what was a 17-3, 17-10 game. Like, that, that game was a little closer than people want to say. Oh, the Chiefs, was. Colin, the Chiefs had five, I believe, five first downs in the entire second half. Yeah. Like, that but offense. remember, that Baltimore team destroyed San Francisco. They did. They pummeled. They beat Kansas a lot of good City teams. City controlled them. Now, to your point, I agreed with this. It was much closer than you thought. I mean, when Baltimore was driving before the pick in the end zone, oh. you're thinking, Baltimore's going to score here, and we got to have ourselves. They're going to come back. And, I mean, I really felt Baltimore was going to win it, <laughs> but they just refused to run the ball. It was, I, I think Kansas City, to some degree, got a bit of a break. That's one of the strangest game plans I've ever seen. Yeah. In a big game in my life, it would be the Warriors saying, we're not shooting threes. The Ravens refuse to run. It is their very much their DNA. So that's a little bit. Wait, you could say, let's be honest, uh, San Francisco got a little bit of a break. They were down 24-7. Kansas City did. Todd Munkin said, I'm not going to run with Lamar Jackson. So both these teams, you know, you get to the Super Bowl, it's physical attrition. Are you healthy? What are the matchups? Uh, San Francisco looked dead to rights against Detroit. I mean, 24-7, and they were being pushed around the field, and then they just have too many good players, and they find a rhythm, and they take the game over. Caught a lucky break with the catch off the face mask for IU. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's, just, you're not getting here all on skill. You need breaks, too. By the way, the break of uh, Zay Flowers diving into the end zone, and Sneed makes it like a good play, but like a little bit lucky there, right? You score that touchdown, it's like game on. Ravens at home, we get the momentum. Now, the better teams, it feels like, generally get the lucky breaks, right? But I would say both teams here there were real moments for both teams here you thought they weren't going to be here which tells you in a salary cap era there are no great teams the Niners offensive skills great Kansas City's defense is great but you can't buy a perfect roster I mean we've been saying this for four years on San Francisco it's the best roster and right now we don't like their pass rush so, I mean, there's just no perfect. That's why well, this we like game, Bosa. We like Bosa. We love Bosa. <laughs> we, 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 and we Chase like Chase Young. Not, not great. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. 
Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.